So I dedicated an entire chapter looking at producer choice. And whilst for academic reasons, because I only had a couple of chapters to sort of use, I couldn't just sort of have as many as I wanted. You had to have the intro, the the conclusions, uh, methodology, all of that. Um, then I had to look at the heyday and the uh, the future. And producer choice really sort of went in the same chapter as decline. But my my argumentation was was always that there's a clear distinction between the decline of TVC and the the policies of Bert. These two things totally different. So I posted 15th of February. Producer choice in a nutshell. And this, of course, you know, this is a complicated thing, but I, I got it into one paragraph of about 300 words. And they asked the following question. What did those on the inside of TVC think of producer choice? But, of course, it, it really, this is a question for everyone, because industry insiders is not just people who work for the BBC. And even... Even the BBC is is not TVC. I think TVC is a very distinct part of the BBC, or or was, but in in this context, I'm using simple present. Um, TVC at this moment in time, the 1990s, is just one bit of the BBC. And although one of the reasons for TVC was to bring everything under one roof, and it never happened, as I've explained with rehearsal. If everything went under one roof, what was the, the point in, in, in holding on to Broadcasting House? What was the point of having Elstree? What was, what was the point, you know, all these things? Bread. Bread was partially filmed in London, and partially filmed in a street round the corner from where I am now, in Liverpool. In fact, I wouldn't say every day, but, but almost every day I walk past the street where they used to film bread. And I think, um, I like to look at it, and I like to stand there looking out, as Grandad used to stand there looking out. Um, because Because this sort of street is really high up and you can look right right out onto the river um, but you're thinking what's the connection between this and, and TVC that the purpose of TVC should have been that they would have been you know they wouldn't have had a real street they'd have just created a street in TVC somewhere and so that sort of a, a circular conversation which just goes round and round forever. As, as it happens, the BBC was spread out all over the place. When they were making books, that was all the London Docklands. You wouldn't want to waste time rebuilding the London Docklands inside a studio 
would you, really? But anyway, so I think um, TVC was one bit of the BBC universe. It was distinct. It wasn't all of the BBC. It wasn't all of the industry. It was a bit of it. So this question really ought to be wider. What did people in the industry think about producer choice? That is, an internal market, which actually benefits third parties, i.e. private companies, and offers government oversight to protect the taxpayer. On the one hand, some supported the policy, as it supposedly gave producers more freedom and enabled the BBC to be more transparent and open with the British public with regard to BBC spending. That sounds good on paper. On the other hand, many opposed it because of the reality. People didn't necessarily, although some did, but not everyone who opposed it opposed it on paper. They, they merely opposed it because they saw the reality of it. They claimed that the so-called freedom for producers never materialised. Costs increased dramatically. And the intro of the internal market, it just added more bureaucracy with little benefit. As I said in a previous broadcast, um, many on the outside just, just saw the whole thing of you give whatever, you're a producer of a, of a program, you, you give them money, a budget, and they have to spend that on hiring CDs from the library. Okay, that money goes back into the BBC pot. But what's the point? Can't you just give people tokens or something? <laughs> what you know, give give them give them beans or something. What? Why give them real money? And and you, you know, it, it's you're just creating this sort of circular system where the money goes round, and it's the same money. It goes in, it comes out. It goes in, it comes out. Um, okay, you're you're teaching, for want of a better phrase, you're you're teaching production um, staff how to stick to a budget. But at the end of the day, it's just a waste of time. What's the point? So, for that reason, people, even if people might have been supportive of the idea of, of making BBC spending more transparent, and in theory, the idea of giving producers more freedom, in reality, that never worked. It never happened. So when the policy was disbanded, and it was written about in The Guardian by Plunkett, 2006, John Plunkett, in many areas of the BBC, there were sighs of relief. So Plunkett describes producer choice as two words to strike fear into the heart of any BBC programme maker but a source of endless stories about bureaucratic excess at the Corporation for Media Journalists and the the writer 
triumphantly announces at the end of the article Lord Bird's policy was finally coming to an end. And it's because of that that I argue if it was announced if you know if if this happened this was 2006 if it was decided let's get rid of producer choice if it was causing so much trouble so much hassle and thompson may have been the one who finally ended it completely but Greg Dyke, if you read his autobiography, and I, I have, I, I got a copy of it, um, the last time I went to Shepherd's Bush Green, little uh, row of, there's like three, I think three charity shops, and in one of them I, I found his autobiography, quite quite convenient, I thought. I wonder if they just keep a copy, just in case he, he pops in one day or something. <laughs> So I, I found it and I bought it and I used it as, as my reference material. And he does he makes it clear in his book that he did everything he could to end producer choice and when he had to shadow Bert for six months he just, he just ignored everything Bert told him. And it was his plan all along to just completely dismantle. So it it's strange how he went, okay, so he he left early prematurely because of the Iraq thing but then Thompson comes in and strangely it it took Thompson to actually dismantle it so as you know Greg Dyke wanted to but but even as as much as he relished getting rid of the producer choice he he seemed to not do it completely and so it passes on to the next. And then 2006, and it's still there. And it's for this reason that I argue that it's unlikely. It, you know, if producer choice was that bad, it would not have been still there in 2006. And it would not have been there. You know, we're talking about 1990 Broadcasting Act. And producer choice is still there in 2006. Come on. Must have been doing some good. Couldn't have been that difficult to get rid of it. And yet it was so bad that it caused the sale of TVC. I don't think so.